0: Are you trying to start a podcast but are struggling with the process? Well, you're in the right place now. Contact one of us at Across the Board Sports and we can help you get started through Anchor. We're looking for more podcasters and the best place to do your show is on Anchor. It is the easiest way to distribute your podcast on all major platforms and it's the most user-friendly website. Contact us and let's begin. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome inside the latest edition of Across the Cavs. As always, I'm your host, Zach Weiss, giving you the latest word from Cavaliers Kingdom. Not much to report now. Thankfully, no Cavaliers testing positive, at least that that we've been made aware of the COVID-19 virus, coronavirus, and... I'm very happy that non-Cavs news, Christian Wood, Donovan Mitchell, and Rudy Gobert are all healed up. Hopefully Kevin Durant and Marcus Smart will follow soon. Really missing action right now, no doubt about that. Last night of the year, remember uh, it was Tuesday, March 9th, Cavs had a game. And there was a March 10th, whichever it was. It was a tough loss to Chicago in the final game they did play. But they were showing a lot of promise. And I think good things only to come For these Cavaliers in whatever's left of the season, we're not clear. It seems that if the year comes back, every team will play five to eight games. You know, kind of a tune-up of sort, and then it'll go to the postseason. Based on the TV deal and how much money can be made, it sounded like 70 games was the target number. Not sure when that's going to be. But nevertheless, look forward to getting things going Again, and on that note, what to expect from the Cavs if they play any more games this year. And obviously, whenever they take the court again, everyone except for Dylan Winsler will be healthy and ready to play. Dante Exum with his ankle injury should be recovered. Kevin Porter Jr. should should have cleared concussion protocol by then. Drummond should be healthy, so ideally a starting lineup of Colin, Darius, Jetty, Love, and Drummond. Although... Some have clamored for 19-year-old Kevin Porter Jr. to join the starting lineup. He's only started in three games this season. He's averaged 10 points, three boards, two assists. He didn't shoot the ball well to begin the year, but he's now got decent shooting splits. 44% from the floor, 34% from three, 73% at the foul line gets better as the year goes. And hope maybe he'll join the starting lineup, maybe, maybe not. You know, I hope to see Delhi get the continued minutes. He had been playing some fantastic ball, the best we'd seen from him since his playoff run in 2015 for the Cavs. Tristan was doing well in his bench role. Jetty Osman, one of two Cavaliers to start every game this year, along with Colin. Was doing, Colin was on fire. He's averaging better than 30 points for the month of March. And he's averaging 21 for the season. He's shooting 47% from the floor, 38% from three, nearly 85% at the line. He has shown vast improvement, so ideally, you want to see what Porter and Sexton can do if Drummond can come back from this hiatus and give them a couple of good performances. And it could be, we might have already seen the last of Kevin Love in a Cavs uniform, really hope not. After an injury-prone season last year, the 31-year-old is averaging 18-10 this year, 45% from the floor, 38% from three, 85% from the line. Not bad for a guy that takes primarily jump shots. Not too many guys can only can average 18 points a game on only six made shots a game. Really loved that we were getting from Kevin this year. Larry Nance off the bench. Personally, I would move Darius Garland into a reserve role when play resumes and and give someone else the starting odd. But you know we'll see what ends up happening. Just getting the NBA back at some point this year would be the biggest win because this is just such an uncertain time. And even the years where the NBA had the lockdown or the lockouts and other questions injuries, crazy news—we've never been without play for this long in the month of March since basketball came to be in the since the NBA-ABA merger way back when uh, mid seventies. But just really, missing ball. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And eventually, you know, hopefully. The league comes back. I mean, it's not can't be gone forever, it's just these are such trying times for hundreds of thousands, maybe millions. I definitely I should say more millions around the world. So obviously basketball to many is not at the front of their mind, but, you know for me. and for a lot of other big basketball fans, sometimes the escape is the NBA. So honestly, therapeutic's not the word to use, but just coming on here and be able to talk about the Cavs personally for me is really nice because it makes it seem like the year isn't completely gone, like we're not in these terrible times. And even though live basketball can't make us forget, talking about our favorite basketball team is something that can definitely give you some positivity and things to be hopeful for in lieu of all this uh, terrible stuff happening around the world uh, with more diagnoses every day it's it's just tough, but you got to be as positive as you can, talk about the things you love, obviously with this podcast, it's the Cavaliers. Moving on to the draft. Who I'd prefer the Cavs to draft. I talked about this in a mailbag segment on Twitter last week. Answers still the same. As we'll do a deeper look at my hopeful draft candidate, it is Anthony Edwards, the freshman at Georgia. He played at Holy Spirit Prep School. He was the number four recruit from the class of 2019. He's from Atlanta. He stayed home to go to Georgia. He's averaging 19 points, five rebounds, three assists, about 1.3 steals. Edwards, 6'5", 225, not too thin. And while we look at his shooting splits, 40% overall from the field, 30% from three, 77% from the line. What I really like about Edwards' numbers that jump out to me first is is that he's shooting 50% on twos. So he's getting to his spots. He's hitting the mid-range jumpers. He's finishing through contact. I'm not worried about the 29.4% clip from three. Jaron Jackson Jr. did not shoot the three all that well at Michigan State. I'm not comparing him at all to a 6'11 stretch big that can also protect the rim. But Jaron Jackson has kind of become a shooter. With his time in Memphis. And so that's the case. Now he's knocking them down. Brooke Lopez by the way. Again this is just another kind of comparison. He didn't shoot the three much in college. Now he's burying them. Colin Sexton wasn't exactly lights out from deep in college. And he was shooting 38% for the Cavs this year. Including better than 40 over the last couple months. So he's taken 245 threes and made 72. What does that tell you? He's got all the confidence in the world. And he's capable of. Of going off and knocking down the three, I want personally a guy that can come in, can play multiple positions, and can score at will. Colin is going to be that guy leading the offense for the next several seasons. Who's his sidekick going to be? Drummond, should he resign, is going to have some great moments with Cleveland. There's no doubt about that, but he should not be a top two option. Imagine him as a third or fourth option in this, on this offense, in this off, in the Cavs' offense, unbeatable, on some nights. I mean, that's the case with all teams. Some nights are just great, but they'll happen a lot. And overall, in the five rebounds a game, so he's able to pull it down. Three assists is good for a guy that has the ball in his hands constantly. One point three steals. You can't look at steals as a telling stat unless they're averaging two and a half, three a game. I mean, the point six blocks are great for a, a guy. Of his position, he was the SEC Rookie of the Year, SEC All-Freshman, All-SEC Performer. I really like what he brings to the table. I'm kind of picturing Collin staying in the starting lineup next year at the point guard spot. Possibly Edwards coming in at the two. You can move KP to the three, which would mean you have Osman and Garland both off the bench next season. That could be pretty deadly. I'm not sure. Not sure what's going to happen with Kevin Love yet. If he'll get traded or stay, he does share an agent with Andre Drummond. Which shouldn't have any bearing on whether or not he returns next year. Would be great, though. Really like what we get from Kevin Love, the season he's had. If not, they'll start Larry Nance. And if they do trade him, they should be able to get a good draft pick and a solid player to add. But Edwards has the size, the build, and the defensive ability to play the two and the three. He can score from anywhere on the court. And just imagine Colin Sexton and Anthony Edwards. Couple of young guys from the South getting it done. Would really love to see them together, number two and number five, getting buckets all day long. And today, March 28th, five players associated with the Cavaliers through the years. Sharing a birthday. We start with a guy that had a solid NBA career. He was an all-star. They called him Slam and Sam, 6'10", 235. Played in Kansas City and Cincinnati. Played for the Knicks and Nets. He finished his career with the Cavs. He averaged 10-10 for his career, almost two blocks a game. By the time Sam Lacey came to Cleveland, he was 34 years old. He only averaged 4-4 four four for the season, but the big man did average a couple assists. We look at his best performance. 16 points was his highest scoring total for the Cavs. Nine rebounds, six assists. They did not track steals and blocks in his career. They only tracked game highs for scoring, field goal makes, and free throws. And at the end of his time, he made 1-3 in his career. By the way, it was with the Cavs. So that was nice to see. Nevertheless, Slammin' Sam Lacy, 10,000 points, 9,700 rebounds, a force to be reckoned with. Happy birthday. Rest in peace. Lost too soon at the age of 65. Two weeks shy of his birthday in 2014, sadly, Slammin' Sam lost his life. More positive note, though, Jordan Tyler McRae. You know, he's a G League bucket getter. He began his career with the Suns in 2015-16 before signing on with the Cavs. Didn't get a ton of regular season run, but went off at the end of the regular season. Played well to play with the Cavs in 2016-17 before getting cut prior to the end of the year. He won a title in Cleveland. Had that 36-point night to end the regular season. He had been playing well for Detroit after a good run with the Wizards this season. He sat out the 17-18 year from the NBA while playing in the G League. He played for the Wizards last year into this year, of course. Jordan McRae is a walking bucket. And... Went over 20 points several times with the Cavs, whether or not he was wearing number 12, as he did in his second tenure, or number 52 in his first. You know, he had it going on. Or rather, actually, he wore 12 with the Cavs. He wore 52 everywhere else. 12 in Cleveland, but Jordan McRae, man, love watching him. Jordy Buckets, cannot. he was not able to be stopped. Third on the list, Luke Walton. Now, the head coach of the Sacramento Kings, former coach of the L.A. Lakers, former assistant to Steve Kerr in Golden State. He was a number 71 recruit in 1998, coming out of uh, University High School in San Diego. He played at Arizona with Richard Jefferson, and obviously we all know his dad, Bill Walton, the jokester, but Luke didn't have a great statistical career. He only averaged five points overall. He did average 11 points. As a full-time starter in the 06-07 campaign for the Lakers. Came to the Cavs. He never scored double digits. He only averaged 3.0 points per game in his 71 appearances. However, did have a 12-assist night. He averaged 3.3 assists in his second year in Cleveland. He played power forward there after playing small forward for most of his time in L.A. And 6'8", 235. They called him a little wheat, but it was fun to watch Luke as a Cavalier Brought some nice energy, whether or not he was wearing the 32 or the year after when number four opened up. But happy birthday, Luke Walton. Congrats on the 2-2 championships in L.A., and thank you for contributing to the Cavs. Next is Byron Scott, a playing career that saw him score 15,000 points. He, had, he played most of it with the Lakers his first 10 years in L.A. Then he goes to Indiana. Then he goes to Vancouver. Then he comes back to finish with the Lakers where he played with Kobe during Bryant's rookie campaign. He was a walking bucket, a three-point marksman, three championships, Byron and Tom Scott. They called him Lord Byron. And he went to high school in Inglewood, California, the number four pick of the San Diego Clippers before obviously being dealt to L.A., played at Arizona State. And he was a combo guard. He took the Nets to two finals as a coach. He did a good job with the Hornets, getting coach of the year. He coached Kobe's final game. Three years at the helm in the land, helping to develop Kyrie and the crew. Happiest of birthdays to Byron Scott. Hope he is doing well. And last but certainly, not least, how about Wesley Person? He's 49 today. Remember his brother Chuck Person also played in the league. He played his college ball at Auburn. He's from Alabama, he played high school ball at Brantley High School, spent five years with Cleveland, he started the majority of those games, he averaged 12 points, four boards, two assists, he was a 42% deep ball shooter, making two a night overall, came to the Cavs by way of the Suns, ended up playing in Memphis, Portland, Atlanta, Miami, and Denver at the end, he couldn't find a stable home once he left the Cavs. Pleasure having him around. Real fun guy to watch and guy who can score the rock. His career ended a little early at age 33 after a stint with Denver and young Carmelo. But happy birthday to Wesley LeVon Person. As I'll do it for this edition of Across the Cavs. And catch us on Twitter as always at Across Cavs. And Instagram at Across the Cavs. Again, happy birthday Sam Lacey, Byron Scott, Luke Walton, Wesley Person, and Jordan McRae.